You're listening to the Vikes Verified Podcast. Vikings Nation, we are back after an electric W on Thanksgiving against the New England Patriots. Coming out with a dub, back on track. Got to go in and uh, face the Jets team. Uh, Nick, what do you think? Well, it was an electric turkey day, Matt. Like you said, a terrific one to say the least. Vikings come out with a 33-26 win at the bank. Still a lot to look at in question here. Uh, Mac Jones looked like somewhat of a Pro Bowl type player against us. Still some things to address with this secondary. But overall, you got to be happy with this team. And you obviously are happy. Just one win away from 10 wins. A mark that I saw was maybe our ceiling at the beginning of this year. So you got to be happy with the Vikings results so far. Obviously, these are a lot of close games, but I think we're heading in the right direction, building confidence for when it matters most here down the stretch. Yeah, it just seems like this culture and locker room has uh, really impressed me throughout the season. They just don't seem to get uh, deterred or knocked down. With that bad loss to Dallas, we got that taste out of our mouth, got back to our winning ways, and we have a really great opportunity against the Jets here on Sunday at home to cap off this three-game home stretch and go into Detroit um, you know, with with a chance at that one seed still, which is I think needs to be our main goal because really the division's locked up at this point. So if we can push for that one seed, that'd be huge. Yeah, and there's some solid uh, teams in the NFC. Certainly the Eagles, uh, we found that out the hard way earlier on this season. They continue to look great. 49ers have came on really strong here, not allowing a point in the second half of their last four games, which I thought was a ridiculous stat. But uh, there's a lot of good talent in the NFC, so we got to do our best to keep pace here and really try to lock down that one-two seed so we have a favorable matchup uh, round one of the playoffs. I think that's priority right now. Uh, Like you said, big opportunity against the Jets this weekend. Um, Our secondary right now being 32nd in the league in opposing QB yards and just pass defense in general. Uh, What about this Patriots game concerned you from the secondary? It just seems like it's always been don't break. And the lack of pressure still, we've gotten away with it in these wins. We find ways to make turnovers, get big stops, which is great. We need to do that too. But at the same time, I just feel like, our ability to not get to the quarterback gives them way too much time, and then our zone just gets picked apart. It's a lot of trying to make the quarterback mess up and not put a lot of pressure on on man coverage. So for us to take advantage of that, we need to get to the quarterback more, and I think the injuries on the D-line with Dalvin Tomlinson and things have really kind of slowed them down, especially in the middle. Yeah, I agree, and you can look at it a couple different ways. One way being with how soft – our defensive coverage has been we really haven't given up those plays over the top as frequently as we've seen in years past, which I think is something that people are looking past. Like We haven't given up a ton of huge passing plays, but at the same time, teams are eating us alive in that intermediate passing game, 5 to 15, 20 yards. Uh, seems to just be something that we can't figure out thus far throughout the season, and it could be personnel-based. You see some guys – Duke Shelley, for example, having to step up last game. Guys in the secondary who aren't necessarily comfortable starting yet. Um, Looking for Caleb Evans to come back here shortly, hopefully this week. Andrew Booth looks like he's going to be done for a majority of the year, if not the rest of the year. So 
We can't expect to have him back. Obviously, waiting on Dantzler as well to Tomlinson come back. Should be back. But we've had to shuffle some guys in the secondary, and I think that's something that can't be looked past. Everyone points directly to Ed Donatel and the scheme, and rightfully so for for partial reason. Reason, but I think you got to look at the rest of the secondary. Besides Harrison Smith and Patrick Peterson, there's not a ton of stability there with Cam Bynum being his first year. That being said. We look a little bit ahead to the New York Jets here and Garrett Wilson, Mike White, that receiving core. Who particularly from that core do you think can hurt us in this one? Starts with Garrett Wilson. He's he's a baller, and especially with Mike White at QB, uh, much more effective. Zach Wilson just wasn't able to connect with his receivers. Offense looked terrible. Mike White had chemistry and looks like a Hall of Fame quarterback for them. So for him to come in and do that, uh, you know they're going to be flying high on offense with a lot of confidence. Uh, it's going to test our secondary because Mike White can really toss the ball around the yard, and he's going to challenge our secondary. So for them to come in and really compete is going to be huge because they have a lot of confidence, and that offense is just on a roll right now. So I think guys like Garrett Wilson and um, you get you bring up a guy in Elijah Moore who's been especially disgruntled. He scored last week as well. So those guys are all on the up and up. So uh, this offense is going to be the biggest task at hand, I think, on Sunday. Yeah, and what a crazy league it is going from top pick Zach Wilson. He had all the charisma coming into this year, all the offseason rumors, him with his mom's friends. Uh, he's got a lot of hype, a lot of expectation going into the year. And then you look at the way he's performed and uh, some of the numbers, he just hasn't been able to get it done. And then a guy like Mike White, who's flashed in a pan previously in his career, but to come in here and play as well as he did last week and get every single frustrated receiver they have on that roster involved in the passing game tells me that mike white's got the locker room right now in new york so i think this is going to be a kind of rejuvenated team here they started hot kind of hit the some bumps in the road after Brees hall went down um, but now it's looking like an offense that could potentially hurt us so that's something we're definitely going to have to touch on as we go uh, looking at the offensive side of things and some injuries, obviously waiting on Christian Derrissaw to come back. He's a cornerstone piece for us at tackle. Uh, Blake Brandle actually filled in fairly nicely last week. Uh, we don't want to talk about the Cowboys game here on air. We all know what happened there. But last week I thought he stepped up and did a better job. What did you see from this O-line that you liked last week? Just a much better job communicating and, and handling the blitz and coverages, really. Uh, for them to not let them get to Kirk all day. Like with the Cowboys, we just couldn't get the ball out and we didn't change to really go to a short passing game. So things just didn't add up for us. And you just saw Kirk Cousins get absolutely bullied in the backfield. Um, but this time, you know, I just think they did a little bit better job with helping with the tight end chipping. Um, you know, really a good job by Bradbury recognizing what's going on on the line there. And for Kirk just to be, you know, he had, he had some throws where guys were in his face, but, He's been very tough this year, sticking in the pocket for the most part, for the most part, and, you know, making the throws that he needs to. So for me, I've been super impressed. But one thing that I'm going to be interested to see is really how we can get after their quarterback, like we touched on earlier. Um, hopefully Dalvin Tomlinson is back on Sunday. Mm-hmm. That should be a big boost to the D line. Yes, need him. Do you think that, uh, gets them to the quarterback more and especially up the middle? That's where it's really been lacking. Everything's been through Zadarius and Daniil. Absolutely. And, it's astonishing to me that we can be upwards near the top of the league in pressures and still struggle that much in the secondary. Like I said, the last rated pass defense right now in the league. Um, but I do think the return of Dalvin Tomlinson will help 
our pass rush and it starts with him being so good in the run game i think the run stopper that he is big body um he demands more attention in the middle so i think that gives uh zadarius smith and daniel hunter more of those uh one-on-one looks against the tackles and obviously their franchise tackle makai beckton out for the season they're a little bit weaker on those edges so and it's just a cohesiveness as a unit. When all our best players are out there, I think that's when we got the best mojo going. Dalvin, uh, Daniil Hunter, Zadarius Smith, uh, and then guys like Jonathan Bullard, James Lynch, DJ Wanham, Patrick Jones. Those guys can rotate in, and I think that's what makes our front so deadly is when we're deep and we're rolling guys in and out. Um, another point of emphasis that I wanted to talk to you about, Matt, is last two games for Kevin O'Connell, drafted by the Patriots and Bill Belichick, and now he goes on to the New York Jets in the following week, a team that he is very familiar with, played a few years for them up in New York, uh, had an opportunity to earn a job up there. Obviously, things didn't work out as maybe he saw at the time. But what do you think of these last two weeks for KLC and to come in against a former figure and mentor and Bill Belichick and come on beat him in his first matchup against him? I mean, that just speaks to his, uh, you know, Really great start as a head coach here in Minnesota. He's proving himself to be um, someone not to be messed around with. His coaching ability really has stood out to me, and his really his calmness and presence on the sidelines has been really kind of consistent, which is huge for this team. And will add to his legacy here as a coach in Minnesota, hopefully Absolutely for a long, long mad. time. But another guy who's had an excellent last week was Kenny and Wang Wu, yes, our kick sir, returner, had an electric return against the Patriots. He's really been uh, due to break one. It seems like every game he's just been itching, just hasn't had enough opportunity. He cracked one last week. Do you think that kind of opens things up for that kick return, Nick? I hope so. I, I mean, I've been less than impressed with it, to be honest, uh, through this whole year so far. But you just look at the dynamite. Uh, explosive potential that he has you knew it was coming at any moment kind of when we least expected it it came at a huge spot in this game i think that was kind of a play that shifted momentum towards the end where we could grab uh the reins of that game and start to control it a little bit so uh shout out to kenna he's super nice to have back there uh, i think his average uh returns aren't necessarily the greatest but like I said, he's got the ability to hit that home run, and that's something that a lot of guys don't have. I've been pretty pleased with the special teams in general, though, honestly. Matt and it Daniels. shows, uh, yeah, I really think coaching is to be attributed to their success for sure. I also think just an attitude about special teams. A lot of teams you know, take the main two phases of the game more seriously than special teams. It's very apparent that we don't. Our coverage teams have been great all year, minus a few uh, kickoff returns that haven't been great but it says so chris boyd in the pro bowl voting uh, for his special teams play and guys like troy die josh metellus as well could very well be in the conversation so like you said i think matt daniels is doing a heck of a job there and that's something that vikings fans maybe aren't used to is outstanding special teams play on the coverage units yeah, shout out to Matt Daniels. He's really turned this unit around and is someone that I also want to see stick around here for a, a long time because he has done nothing but good things for the Minnesota Vikings. Um, but one matchup that I think in this game that everyone's going to have their eyes on, you know it, it's Justin Jefferson versus Ahmad Sauce Gardner. It's a one-on-one matchup that I don't think they're going to be on each other all day, but when they are, it's going to be pop, grab your popcorn and watch because those two, you better believe that they're going to be going at it. 
I like Justin's chances, but Ahmad's got a lot of games, so I think it's going to be a great matchup and something I'm excited to watch on Sunday. Yeah, always fun to see two just elite-level competitors like that go at it toe-to-toe. Jets play a lot of man coverage. Uh, Sauce has tons of confidence as well as Justin. I think this is kind of one we're going to see some barking back and forth. Uh, Both these guys got a lot to prove as some of the best at their respective positions, so uh, it's going to be a heated matchup, but kind of like you said, I don't know if – they're going to get matched up as frequently as a lot of people seem to believe. Uh, a lot of people think that they're going to be going at it every single play. No, KLC is going to find ways to try and get uh, Justin on different DBs and not have Sauce locked on them all game. So I think we're going to see our fair share of those reps, but don't count on it every snap. We've got a homecoming for some former Vikings in this one. Former tight end Tyler Conklin back to U.S. Bank Stadium in Minnesota. Uh, loved Conklin in purple. Great dude, great player. He's finding Shout a lot of success Conklin. up in New York, uh, as well as Mike Remmers coming back. Uh, maybe not the most celebrated tackle uh, that the Minnesota Vikings have ever had, but former Viking nonetheless. And then two practice squad guys. We've got Drew Samia, and who was the other one, Matt? I think we're talking about a guy in Chaz Surratt, former third-round pick, who just didn't pan out and is now rocking New York green. That is unfortunate. Not the most celebrated franchise. What about when Kirk Cousins was nearly a Jet in 2018, as well as Anthony Barr? Uh, Two guys we thought we could see in the New York Jets green and white. Now, with a win this weekend, Matt, that brings us to 10-2 and two on the season. How do you feel about our seeding chances against the Philadelphia Eagles, and do you think they're going to drop a game here and give us an opportunity to take back that one seed? It all comes down to these next four games. We actually need them to drop two. Uh, their next four are a little bit more difficult. I believe they have Tennessee, Giants, potentially the Cowboys. I may be incorrect on that one, but their their next four are a little bit tougher, so if they can drop two, we have a great chance. If they only drop one, I just don't see it because, um, you know, in these next four, we probably have to go 4-0 and to keep that pace. Yeah, and looking ahead at the Detroit Lions the following week, uh, a couple games that we feel very confident about. Uh, I really like don't our chances. Lions, I don't doubt them at all. I mean, that's a good program over there. Played a really nice Thanksgiving Day game, actually, against the Buffalo Bills. Dan's uh, got that, I think that Dan's got them rolling in the right direction. I'm <laughs> Becoming more and more of a uh, Biting kneecaps more and more of a Dan Campbell fan every single day. Uh, some some other controversy in the news that came out today: Vikings Patrick Peterson uh, ripping into Kyler Murray a little bit uh, on the All Things Covered podcast. Uh, good podcast. Shout out to him and B Mac. But uh, said Kyler Murray is about Kyler Murray and no one else. Uh, what are your thoughts on that take? And do you think P two went too far? Pat's been just voicing his opinion this year, and he's been spitting mostly facts. So I'm gonna, you know, I can't discredit him for that. He's been, he's played with them. I don't think he says that for no reason. It's been, you know, somewhat known or rumored that Kyler isn't the best leader, quote unquote. I mean, maybe more focused on COD and different things like that. <laughs> so things like that make you question his leadership, and you know, for Pat to say that only v- validates what everyone else is thinking, um, and. I, it may have not been the best way to go about it for Pat, but I think he's he's pretty spot on there. I just think it starts a little beef. He's been totally fine doing that all year. He's been talking his talk, but he's been backing it up, walking the walk. Absolutely, and he seems like he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. Uh, 
him and Steve Kime as well, Arizona general manager, a little bit of beef back and forth earlier on this year. And obviously with the Arizona Cardinals being the host of uh, midseason hard knocks this year, I mean, we're literally getting to watch a team fall apart in front of our eyes. Very tough vibes down there in Arizona for that team. Uh, they're not heading in a great direction. So I can see uh, why some criticism on Kyler Murray may be necessary. I mean, just got paid they're kind of locked down with them and then he comes out this year and he just doesn't seem to be the leader that maybe they thought they signed to that huge deal but you know who is the leader that we signed to a major deal kirk cousins uh rumors of him maybe getting set up with his local dentist back in holland michigan multiple inquiries to his agency are we gonna see kirk all with some grills here in the next couple weeks or is that a little ridiculous i think there's a possibility we see not only kirk and grills but a potential koc gritty there's a lot of things that need to go right to see both of those happen but uh with how the season has been going if we can keep things um on par i think those things aren't out of the question now koc might be a little bit more down the line that's an nfc championship commitment but let's see but let's see kirk and some you know, in a grill and really get this team going into the playoffs. I think it'd be a perfect timing getting right into that playoff time, pulls out the grills, whole nother ball game. Would you agree with the statement that Kirk Cousins just popularity in general has taken an enormous step this season? He has flipped a one eighty in terms of social media and how they view him, I feel like. Um all the memes that have went viral are good for him instead of bad this time. Uh really his ability not to win on Thursday He's had a couple prime times win wins with us, and has negated that notion of that he's a bad prime time quarterback that mantra. And so for him, I just feel like the confidence this year has just been on a whole other level, and it's showing on the field, off the field, everywhere. And the team, I think, needed to see that because before Kirk kind of was pretty in held shell. back he was in, in a, a shell. shell. Almost. Zimmer, obviously, there was a rift there. I don't think that helped anything. Seems like his uh, a weight has been lifted off of his shoulders. Completely uh, new guy in terms of his uh, attitude and everything. So great to see for him. We keep we need to keep seeing that. Yeah, it's been really fun to watch it develop and just from the locker room perspective Kirk and the Cole. popularity he has in there. I mean, a lot of people want Kirk to throw. I'm now seeing some kind of Christmas party. Uh, whole team says they would attend that. You just see how popular this guy is. I mean, he's really become a polarizing character in the NFL, and I think he's finally uh, getting some of the respect that he deserves. I mean, it's not it's not by mistake that you're well into your 30s and you know you're a franchise quarterback. There's, there's a ton of talent there that's been overshadowed by these primetime narratives, like you said. And I think this is the year that he can shut a lot of those down, and he's going to have a lot of opportunities here uh, come later on this season, late January, and hopefully into early February, Matt. It's time for some over-unders for the New York Jets versus the Minnesota Vikings at U.S. Bank Stadium. Nick, I'll start you off on our side to keep things fresh. Keep it fresh. Justin Jefferson, been on a tear lately. No, Who can stop him is the question. You're about to give me a triple-digit yards line here. No, I'm going to give you one better. I think I'm going to go 100 yards and a touchdown. Does he get – I'll set the line at a half touchdown and 100 yards. Does he get both of those? I mean, two piece. the statistics at this point would say yes, correct? Um in this one, I'm going to say yes. I think, like I said, I don't think Sauce is going to be on him every play, and I think there's going to be a couple plays where he kind of shows Sauce who's boss. 
if you know what I'm saying. I think he's going to get back in the end zone this week as well. 100-plus and a tutty. I'm booking it. Big man Tyler Conklin back in town on the opposing team this time, but uh, excited to see him on the field. Yes, sir. He's been playing pretty well. Seemed like he had a good connection with Mike White last week. Do you see him eclipsing the 50-yard marker at tight end? Well, 50 yards, I mean, that's kind of a lot for him this year, although he is having uh, somewhat of a breakout year. I mean, he's looking like he's been worth the money there. Him and CJ got a good kind of tandem going up there in New York. Uh, 50 yards uh, type of game where I think he's got a lot to play for. He wants to show this new regime that maybe they should have, you know, made a move to keep him around, and he's that caliber tight end. I'm going T-flight, maybe 55 receiving yards. I'm going to hit the over. Okay, I like it. Respect. Finish, finish it off in a guy in Elijah Moore, like we said, has been found disgruntled. Uh, found the end zone last week. Got to be much happier to have Mike White at QB. Does he find the end zone this week? Go ahead and say no on that one. Um, I could see him making a big play or two, but no touchdowns for Elijah this week. All right. Coming back to you, Matt, I'm going to look at some more of the New York Jets offense. We're going to go with uh, Ohio State Buckeye electrifying receiver on the outside for them. Garrett Wilson, going to be a good talent, and it seems like his early chemistry with Mike White is something to behold. Garrett Wilson over under 75 receiving yards. Fortunately, I'm going to probably have to go over. I think he's going to be their main passing target in this offense. And with uh, the 32nd ranked pass defense, I just think that he's going to have uh, some open areas throughout the game. And it, he may not find the end zone, but I think uh, he's going to make some big plays throughout the course of the game. Okay, and we're going to throw it to a little defense special teams, kind of a team stat here. Do we have a turnover or touchdown on special teams this week? Oh, I'm hammering over on that. I think we get a turnover. Uh, going to be hard to follow up a special teams touchdown, more likely on defense, but I'll go ahead and hammer the over on that turnover. Love that. And looking at Mike White, kind of a Baller. polarizing figure up there in New York. He's turned into kind of someone to believe in, really, with uh, all this Zach Wilson dust being kicked up. Uh, Mike White, does he stay hot, and does he throw for two or more touchdowns? Unfortunately, I'm going to have to go over on that. I might push on two there. Uh, but with this offense, I don't think the running game scares me as much as the passing game does. And Not it's to unfortunate our to poorly say ranked that pass defense. I with, mean, it'd be a different story if we could lock teams yeah. down. With Zach Wilson, I would have been much more confident um, in our ability to get even more turnovers, and, and it wouldn't have worried me as much. Having Mike White come in actually presents more of a challenge, and it's something that I'm a little bit concerned about. Uh, you saw what he did last week. We just need to figure out a way to contain him, but I do think with uh, them potentially having to catch up to us or in general it being a kind of higher-scoring game, potentially I see him finding that end zone two or more times. Yeah, and it's not even so much the talent that you're concerned with with Mike White, right? It's more of the the vibe, the moxie that he's got to him right now. Yeah, and he's kind of – he's got a little bit of swagger in his step, and he's a confident quarterback. Uh, he just reads the field and makes good throws. Uh, so definitely uh, interested to watch Mike White and how he performs against the secondary that you know they're kind of salivating looking at, saying, look, these guys can be beat all over the field. Uh, how are we going to attack them? So – that being said, I'm going to get into my game prediction here, and I think the difference in this one is going to be our pass rush. I think uh, with them having a little bit worse offensive line than they anticipated uh, before the season started, they haven't performed up to expectations. I think this is one that Zadarius and Daniil 
and the return of Dalvin Tomlinson will really set a tone early on. I think we get Mike White uncomfortable, force him to throw an interception or two. Uh, I still think he'll move the ball at times, but I think this is one where he's going to have a hard time getting in a rhythm, and I think that's something that our defense is putting an emphasis on this week. I got the Vikings in this one, 28-17. to 17. Yeah, I do think uh, New York is not a team to be trifled with, right? So they're not the typical New York Jets. I do think it's going to be a good game, a potentially more high-scoring one with these two offenses going at it, and the defense is not really holding up to par on their end. I'm going to go with the final score of 30-21 to 21 Vikings. I think the, the offense has a pretty good day. Greg Joseph gets a couple field goals. Overall, we keep it rolling at home and go into Detroit 10-2. and two. What's your outlook on Dalvin Cook this weekend? I think he's going to have a pretty good week. Uh, didn't have much against the Patriots, which was kind of expected against that kind of stout run defense. Um, I think he, he has, has a chance to find the end zone this week. We've been giving him the ball a lot week to week, so I like his chances. Yeah, I've been seeing some things being kicked up and uh, chirped about on Twitter. A lot of Dalvin's wash talk, uh, move on from him. After this season, a lot of people saying it's glaringly obvious that he's lost a step. And uh, me personally, I just haven't been able to agree with any of those statements. How about you? Neither have I. I just don't understand it. I mean, you've seen the usage that he's gave us this year. He stayed healthy, which has been great to see. But obviously, I think his ability, what he can do to open up this offense is just, you can't understate it. And for people to say his wash is ridiculous, uh, I would have to see in a much larger scale, even outside of this year, to really, I think, have that determination. It's way too early in his career to knock him like that. I totally agree. And you don't see 81-yard touchdown runs uh, from washbacks anymore. So uh, I think there's still plenty of Dalvin electricity left. I think he's had a couple tough games just getting in a rhythm. But um, from a physical standpoint, I don't think he's any bit as any bit worse than he has been in years past, really. But like you said, get into this one rolling. Hopefully we go 10-2 and two and move on to Detroit. Big week for the Vikes. Let's get another one and keep this thing rolling. Let's get another dub on Sunday, get to 10-2, and two and get focused on Detroit. It's time to go week to week and really dial in for the playoffs that are ahead. Focus. Skull.